0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold.
1: And I'm Chris Ricciando.
0: And we are back with a week four recap. We are finally in October. Time is flying, Chris. Uh, This week, there were some upsets this week. There were some, definitely some definitive, definitive games that told us a lot about certain teams that maybe we were weary about because it was only the first three weeks of the season. So... I think week four is a good turning point to really get some good uh, takes here. But, yeah, Chris, uh, what did you think?
1: Yeah, it was a uh, a very wild week, to say the least. Um, we had the Chiefs have a nice bounce-back win. Uh, the Titans, we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, <laughs> Urban, Urban Meyer, my take about him getting fired by the halfway point of the season is looking more and more like it's going to happen as the days go goes as the days go on but this season is shaping up to be some some a well, season that is going to be great i'm liking what i'm seeing so far a lot of offense a lot a lot of teams are playing pitiful defense and uh yeah i'm just excited for week 5 i mean we're recording this on thursday and we have the rams and seahawks tonight i'm i'm looking forward to it sam
0: yeah, the Seahawks are uh, bringing out their ugly greens. But we'll talk about that in the game uh, preview. Just one more thing before we get to the intro music. Uh, just want to say, Chiefs won this week, and all three of my fantasy teams won this week. So I j- here's the thing. We're exactly like the Chiefs this year, all my teams. Start off 1-0, and then 1-2, and and now we're 2-2. So if we just follow the Chiefs, we'll probably get the fantasy playoffs, right?
1: <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. So I guess it was a good week for me. But yeah.
0: I'm ready to talk about week four and let's roll the intro music. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris
1: Rotundo. All right, and let's just start recapping the games about week four. Let's start with a very exciting Thursday night game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Sam, I'll give my thoughts really quick, and then I'll jump over to you. The Bengals didn't lead all night. The Jaguars looking like they're going to get their first win. And basically, it became the Joe Burrow, and I'm going to butcher this name. And what's his name? Uzama, Uzama, oh, yeah. the CJ tight end, Uzuma. yeah. He had a, he had literally his best game ever, ninety five yards receiving. Um, Joe Burrow throws that screen, gets it out perfectly. It was like a thirty yard catch and run, and it sets them up perfectly for the game winning field goal, and they get out of there with the win.
0: Yeah, this was all Jaguars first half, all Bengals second half, and I think we can all agree the turning point of this game is when the Jags are up fourteen nothing almost going into halftime, or maybe 14-3, I can't remember, but um, I think 14 nothing going into halftime. And the Jags had it fourth and goal, I think, on the one or two, and they were about to go up 21 nothing, and the Bengals, they really – they strung it together and they stopped them, and that's when the momentum kind of shifted. Joe Burrow got his groove back at the second half, you know, connected with Jamar Chase, like you said, CJ Uzuma, um, and just really routed the Jaguars in the second half, and, you know – Knowing my dad, I know probably what he was going through that entire game, especially in the first half of, all right, we had a good run. Of course, we're going to lose to the Jaguars on prime time, Like, such a Bengals thing to do. But you know what? They actually rallied together and really put together a good second half and came out, you know, last-second field goal with the win. And I think both quarterbacks looked very good this game. I think finally Trevor Lawrence had a game where he could show out, not make too many mistakes, but um, Chris – I know the main thing coming out of the Jaguars that you probably want to talk about is maybe Urban Meyer.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to – I mean, we, we we all know what he did at the bar and everything. Uh, I just really can't believe it. Uh, when I first heard about it, I wanted to say that it was fake just because of how shocked it was. I don't know what coach doesn't fly back with their team. Um, I really feel that he – I don't feel like he did. We know that the locker room is already lost. Uh, when your coach doesn't fly back with you after a, a game like this, when you lose on a heartbreaker um, and your coach isn't there, that really just says a lot. I was very skeptical about hiring Urban Meyer. headed into the season. You give Tim Tebow a shot. That was kind of weird, but you know what? The fans were all for it. And then you have this when you're seen at your bar don't fly back with your team and you pull off actions like that um just really not a good look for him uh, I'm pretty sure if they lose this week he's gonna get fired um yeah it's looking more and more like he's gonna get fired by by week eight at the latest I really don't give him more than two weeks i I, I mean I can't believe he didn't already get fired.
0: Yeah, this isn't even a situation where they're just going to ride it out for the rest of the year and then let them know he's going to be fired at the end of the year. It's, it's not going to work out, and the team has lost respect. The players, even, even Shad Khan said he has to earn back his respect, you know, the organization. So, you know, that's already terrible enough. I have no idea how his wife didn't uh, – I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get into that. But I don't know how she's not more pissed off about what just happened.
1: I know uh, after practice yesterday, the uh, Jaguars players got together and they I saw broke that. practice and they said grind on three and they were basically just trolling <laughs> and making fun of Urban Meyer. And when your players show that, just do that and show that little respect it basically says volumes about what's going on there. The locker no. rooms lost. They don't. They don't respect their coach. Which, if you don't respect your coach, that, that's just a huge issue. And honestly, after the shenanigans that he pulled, I wouldn't respect him either. Uh, the Jaguars—they need to get rid of him sooner than later. And the second they fire him, they're going to go out there the next week and they're going to kick ass the next game. I think it's you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, and this is a terrible situation to put this this guy with this much talent in. Uh, you're 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 literally hurting his growth and his development in the very early stages of the of NFL with with the, just this nightmare. This is like this is worse than the Sam Darnold situation.
0: Oh yeah, much worse. And uh, this is terrible. I, I don't I don't think they're gonna go out and you know light a fire and do well until he's off the team. But I do respect the players uh, and that they're just like fuck it. We're just gonna have fun. We're gonna troll him. And we're just going to care about collecting the paycheck because at this point, that's what you got to do if you're a Jaguars player. I mean, this this is a mess and you just got to move on. Obviously, this is great regardless. So honestly, just just give Trevor his reps and uh, move
1: on. It's just crazy because we saw how bad Adam Gase was as a coach for the Jets. And you're like, oh, there's no worse situation that you can be in as a rookie or just as a player playing for the Jets under Adam Gase. And then you come here to Jacksonville and you see the shit that Urban Meyer is doing. And it's like, wow, this is a million times worse than than being on an Adam Gase-led football team. You have a coach who basically is saying that he doesn't care about his players. It's, it's a big, it's a, it's just a big f you to the entire team, the entire organization, the fan base, everyone. He was, yeah,
0: Urban Meyer was never in it from the start. Let's just let's just tear it all down. A few weeks, you know, someone will come in interim, and they'll the Jags will probably win a couple more games, you know, just because. You know, they'll want to play their hearts out and they'll actually feel like they want to once he's gone. But, um, yeah, going back to the game, Chris, overall, pretty solid game. Fun Thursday night matchup. The primetime's, you know, still delivering. And uh, congrats to the Bengals for holding on to uh, a tie with the first place in the NFC North. I'm pretty sure they have the two seed right now. So, you know, I know my dad's happy about that. But, um, yeah, the Bengals looking uh, a little bit better than everyone thought.
1: Yeah, Bengals showing some promise. They have that good young core on the offense. Just build up the uh, the defense, and this team. I'm gonna keep on saying it can be a serious problem in the next. They, they could be a serious problem in the next three years. I think they're gonna. Burrow. He's already he's already looking like a like a future superstar. He's gonna get even better, which is just scary. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. They're all gonna continue to develop and get better. You have Joe Mixon. This offense, you keep it together, it's going to be a problem.
0: And, you know, a question that people have coming into the season, will the offensive line hold up? And so far it's, it hasn't been bad. And, you know, there was a guy they drafted, Jackson Carmen, I think in the second round, and then Jonah Williams, which I was talking about in the preseason, you know, for a few weeks, the guy who was supposed to be left tackle, and he's been showing out so far uh, back from his injury, so that's good. And, you know, when you look at the Panay Sewell, uh, versus Jamar Chase you, you, you can't hesitate but say the Bengals absolutely have you know won that uh, won that pick so far so
1: we'll see what happens. Especially after, pre- after pre-season with Jamar Chase dropping everything everyone including me we're taking our victory laps and saying that no, was such mm-hmm. a dumb pick this and that and you kind of look at it and Jamar Chase he's looking really good week one he just comes out there catches a the touchdown on that deep ball and ever since then he's just been he's just been playing really good.
0: Yeah, rookie rookie of the year so far, at least for me.
1: Definitely, no, no, I know. I 100 agree with that.
0: All right, Chris, we'll move on to the one o'clock games. We'll start with a uh, a doozy for the Titans. Oh. Um, you you kind of you kind of predicted this that this could very well happen, but the Titans yeah. they they blew it in overtime, twenty seven to twenty four on a missed kick to tie up the game in overtime at the end. And honestly, Titans just they just weren't feeling it this game. it was it was all chance. For the Most
1: part, I can't believe I'm saying that, yeah. Um, Julio Jones got ruled out. We already knew AJ Brown was going to be out, then Julio Jones gets ruled out. Uh, and then you're down to your number one receiver is Nick Westbrook Ikene, And you know, that, that's not good when, when he's your number one. Um, their backup running back
0: one. had the majority of catches,
1: <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who was it? Uh, Nick uh Nick Westbrook. Westbrook's. Oh, J- Jeremy McNichols. Yeah. He had, yeah. I think 12 targets, like 10 catches, something like that. Um, but you, it's unlike, who was it last year? The, the Browns when they had no wide receivers.
0: I remember that
1: mm-hmm. you, you, you at least have wide receivers playing. I, um, I didn't think that it was going to be as much of a blowout as people said. I did text Sam once Julio got rolled out. And I said that this feels like a spot that jets could win without any Julio. Um, the Titans' defense is awful. They gave up twenty-seven points to the New York Jets. We knew this Titans' defense was bad, but the way the Jets have been playing, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to put up twenty-seven. I thought the Jets were going to keep it close. I felt there was a chance that they could have got the win. Uh, but as I said, I said the Titans were still going to win. Uh, the Jets somehow come out here and pull up the upset. I think this is going to be the Jets' only win on the year. This was. No. This felt like such a. Honestly,
0: honestly, the Jets are such a team to do this one or two more times, just like they did last year. I, I, at this point, I know I'm a hypocrite because I literally said last week the Texans were their only shot not to go 0-17, but it was kind of just blindly put right in front of me. Like now, now that they beat the Titans, I've kind of opened up. Oh yeah, the Jets are just one of those teams that will just upset a random team.
1: Listen, going winless in a season yes. is a is really hard to do. It's really hard to go winless. I don't care how bad the roster is. You're going to find a way to win some games, especially if it happens later in the season with, some, with a lot of these teams with a bunch of banged up players. But like the Titans injury injury report, I think, had something like 15 players on it. It was yeah. crazy how many injured guys they have. Um, and when you're missing your number one and two wide receivers, it's gonna you're going to be in for a long day. And that's exactly what happened here.
0: I mean, the Titans, they got lucky at the end of the game. Um, but what happened did – did the Jets get a penalty? That That's what it was, right? Yeah. yeah it set up the Titans. It was on – I think it was on fourth down, too. So the Jets were trying to lose the game. And then, you know, Tannehill got lucky, through a nice touchdown pass, and tied up. And then, you know, the Titans are so lucky to even have Derrick Henry in this
1: game because – like, It was like – it was a passing interference call on fourth down that gave him the, uh, the first down again. We had Derrick Henry – he had another good game. He's on pace for like five hundred sixty touches, which is crazy. I don't know how he's gonna be able to hold up with that kind of pace, but the Titans are just gonna feed him the ball twenty plus times a week, and he's getting about three catches a game now, which which is huge for him.
0: Yeah, he had one hundred fifty seven yards and a touchdown. There, there was one run in overtime where he almost broke out and just won the game. But uh, the Titans, if they if they didn't have Derrick Henry, they would have gotten it would have gotten beaten by probably more than one score against this team. I mean, honestly, the Titans were just, I know, I know they had injuries, but they were just not, they were just not feeling it this game and it, it was rough to watch. And as a Titans fan hearing that the Jets took the lead for the first time ever uh, in this game in their entire season is probably pretty depressing to hear, but, um, the Jets, Zach Wilson, I mean, he did look good. He had a couple of really nice throws. And I think the Jets fans needed to see that and needed to have this win so they wouldn't absolutely go apeshit for the rest of the season over this guy, uh, against this guy. So, you know, nice to have Jameson Crowder back as well. He had seven catches and a touchdown. And uh, Corey Davis looked good. So, you know, the Jets got a couple pieces here. So, you know, if Zach Wilson, you know, has a few more games like this, they could definitely sneak out an upset win or even a win against bad opponent, so we'll see.
1: Definitely. All right, now let's move on to our next game, the Lions and the, and the Bears. Matt Nagy came out and said that Justin Fields will be the starter for their remainder of the season. Um, I think that's a smart thing to do, but let's focus on this game. It seemed like the Bears, they had a full week to the game plan with Fields, um, and quite honestly, it seemed like they were trying to protect him David Montgomery, he did get hurt later in the game, but while he wasn't, he had 23 rushes for 106 yards, two touchdowns. They only let Fields throw it 17 times, but that's what a lot of teams like to do with rookie quarterbacks run it a lot more and kind of just protect them. And, you know, Fields, he uh, did he have any? Did he run at all? I don't think he ran at all.
0: Yeah. Three carries for nine
1: yards, which doesn't really. Three count. carries for nine yards, yeah. All right, yeah. All, all right, now I'm looking at it. So, his his rushing ceiling should be higher, but it seems like the Chicago Bears are really trying to protect him right now and trying to get him to learn NFL defenses and how to work at NFL offense. Uh, it was versus the Lions. I think this was a spot that I think Bears fans needed to see. I think this the, it was a good moral boost for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bears fans shouldn't be too excited, uh,
1: because you Lions. should beat the Lions, they, they even if they had Andy Yarn.
0: But, um, let's talk about where, where the hell has Alan Robinson been this year? What is going on with him? He is, I know, in fantasy, he's an absolute bust, and I think he only had.
1: I don't think he's had a three game catches more for than... 63 yards. So in PPR, his highest what... yards
0: total this year. And he had nine nine point
1: three. He had nine point n- three points this season. Yeah, uh Robinson. Not, not he had nine point three points this game, not not season. Yeah, he's been he's been quiet. It's looking like the Darnell Mooney show.
0: I know Darnell Mooney's really coming out. He was he was good last year, and now he's coming out as the uh, number one target for Fields. Uh, David Montgomery with the injury, he thankfully avoided what a torn Achilles. Uh, no,
1: I thought it was his knee. I thought it was like an ACL or something. I I think yeah. was, I'm not exactly sure, it, but though. yeah, I think it was just a hyperextended knee or a sprained a sprained knee, something like that. But he avoided a big injury. Uh, David Montgomery, he's a very underrated running back. I feel like nobody really gives him props. Like he was a top running back in PPR last year and he came out and he's had a strong start to the 2021 campaign and if you in that first run they did with him against the lions you just look at it and you say shit if you were playing david montgomery in fantasy you were like shit i can get crushed because how how well he looked and that's what happened i'm pretty sure if you lost david montgomery you most likely lost this week
0: yeah bears fans should be really thankful that it's not a season-ending uh injury luckily they got playoff to me and my boy but um you know, the Bears always find a way to rush pretty well, and uh, their defense played well. It looked like it could have been one of those games that the Lions snuck, would sneak back in at the end, but they held their own and only held them to 14. And, uh, you know, the Lions, I'm pretty sure they had, like, four trips to the red zone and came out with, like, one touchdown, and they just made up so many mistakes this game. It, it really isn't Jared Goff's fault. It's, won the defense. I don't think the Lions' defense has ever been that good. And uh they, they just they just keep making stupid mistakes because it's the Lions and the, you know now they're 0-4. I think the oh yeah, the Jaguars are 0-4 as well. So one of two teams that are 0 four. It's not looking good for them. They they have heart, but yeah, the mistakes definitely killed them this game.
1: Yeah, and one more thing, I know Damian Williams also left uh with the think of a thigh injury or something. So that's gonna be something to keep an eye on. He is gonna play this week, I'm pretty sure. But he is. But when your your their backup is also banged up a little bit, so that could uh, be something to keep an eye on. Definitely. All right, I think we can move on to our next game. It was Colts Dolphins. The Colts and Dol- Dolphins. Yeah, I thought the 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 I uh, can't even speak. The who did I pick? <laughs> the Dolphins were going to win. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was all out on Carson Wentz at this point. Uh, it wasn't really a game that I feel like you saw too much of. It wasn't too exciting from either quarterback, quarterback point of view. Jacoby Brissett only had 199 yards. Wentz had 228. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got it done on the ground, though, with 103 yards and a touchdown. The Lions, not the Lions, the Dolphins, look, they look pretty bad this year. I know Tua's not playing, but this team just doesn't look the same. Will Fuller looks pretty much dead out there.
0: Yeah, the Dolphins have lost all their spark, especially without Tua. I knew they were going to be a fringe playoff opponent this year with with Tua. I didn't think they were going to be this bad without him even. But um, I gotta give it to the Colts. You know, I I told I told the audience that this was my final chance uh, for the Colts to really show something here, and they did. I know it is just the Dolphins, but uh i thought they were pretty dominant this entire game and you know don't let the score show you anything the colts were the colts had this the entire time and Carson Wentz looked fine jonathan taylor like you said finally had a good game and yeah it was pretty boring for the most part i wouldn't say yeah i, I wouldn't say i paid too much attention to it but it was nice to see that the colts could at least get on the board here with a win especially after the titans suffered that loss so that's pretty big for them but uh Yeah, the Dolphins have like a 2% chance of competing for the playoffs at this point. So it it really sucks to see because I like the Dolphins, but uh, I I just don't see them competing. I really don't.
1: Yeah, it seems like a lost season already for the Dolphins. Uh, They passed up on Justin Herbert and they took Tua. They're probably regretting that right now. I wasn't high on Tua coming out of the draft. I know this year was going to be a big proving year, but he's hurt. Uh, he'll, he'll be back soon though. I think in the next two weeks, they said. Yeah. So we'll see if he can get this team back on their feet, but what I've seen, it just doesn't really seem like it too much. Uh, I think we can move on to our next game, which was a snooze fest, the Browns Vikings 14, seven, um, there were some missed points on the board by the Browns Baker Mayfield missed two passes to Odell, one in the end zone and one I think was like a crossing pattern downfield that would have went for two easy touchdowns that Sam I'm pretty sure you or I could have made if we were playing but Baker he just missed it. They left two opportunities to go down and score on the board but at the end of the day, they still won the Browns go on the three and one. the Vikings one and three. Pretty much it was a boring game.
0: This game, I think I texted you, didn't I? I was like, or I texted, I probably texted Max, my brother, because he's found Like, was there a delay in this game? Like, I from about two thirty p.m. to like four p.m. Legitimately, this game does not showed on Red Zone.
1: I actually, all I remember, I only remember the Justin Jefferson touchdown, and then I remember seeing Odell getting the missed touchdown in the end zone, and then the one deep pass that Baker missed him on, and those were the only three plays that I actually can. Vividly say, oh, I remember seeing that. Besides that, this game wasn't on, and the score yeah, shows why it wasn't Kareem. on.
0: I remember a touchdown pass going right through Kareem Hunt's hands, and that hurt me, but uh, at least I won a fantasy, so I can't be too mad. But, um, yeah, the Browns defense, by the way, I don't think we're talking about it enough. Last week held the Bears to six. This week held the Vikings to seven. Uh, Miles Garrett, once again, just a monster, and their whole defense is just absolutely showing out right now because Kirk Cousins up to this point was – Stats was a top five quarterback in terms of stats, but um, this week, finally, Kirk just, could, just couldn't get it done. They had a really good oh. first drive and then just completely struggled after that, and it was, it was uh, hard to watch.
1: Who would you say is your defensive player of the year? Would, would you say, uh, is it Diggs or Miles Gare right now? Uh, I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm with you on that as well. He's having an unreal start to the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just wanted to ask because how, how, how insane it's been so far. But Miles Garrett, he's getting triple teamed and still getting to the quarterback. Which it's is, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: But, yeah, All Vikings, right. we're really quick, one and three. Honestly, with the the way the NFC is going right now, if the Vikings just, just tighten up at the end of the game, man. They, they really could have made the playoffs this year, but it's slipping through their fingers. So uh, I'm honestly pretty disappointed.
1: Yeah, they have an exciting team. It just was one of those weeks that this game had shootout potential written all over it headed into the game. But if the Browns hit those two opportunities, I think the game would have been totally different. I think the Vikings would have came out way more aggressive and it would have just led to more of a back and forth game.
0: It's funny because I predicted that game to be, yeah, really high scoring back and forth. And then the next game we have to talk about here, I predicted to be 14 to 12. And it ended up being thirty-four to thirty. We're talking about Washington versus Atlanta. Washington comes out with the uh, victory here, and damn, Chris, this was actually a really good game. <laughs> and it kind it of was, sn- yeah. I mean, it snuck up at the end because you know you're like, all right, the Falcons, you know, they're looking pretty good. I don't know if you trust Taylor Heineke to come back and win this game down thirty to twenty-two, and then he heaves up this ball and Terry McLaurin makes this insane adjustment. And now they're it's 30 to 28. And they're about to tie it up and it's, it was a crazy ending.
1: Yeah. I mean, this game was crazy. Uh, Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin have a ton of chemistry. I mean, Terry is so good. I think uh, I'm going to say him and David Montgomery are probably two of the most underrated players in the league right now. I feel like McLaurin doesn't get enough, enough credit simply because, of the team he's on and he hasn't had one of these superstar type of quarterbacks throwing the him like he doesn't have a Mahomes a Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers throwing the him he has he's he's had Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Fitzpatrick for, for like a half a game, and then he has Taylor Heineke. And he's still putting up these crazy numbers.
0: I mean Chris, if you want to talk about one of the most underrated players in the league this year in this game, I'm going to go over to the Falcons and pick Cordero and Patterson because oh my God. I catches, want to talk about that. Yeah. 82 yards and three touchdowns. I'm pretty sure in fantasy is the number one ranked running back right now, which is absolutely. It's, insane.
1: it's crazy because I think he only played 45% of the snaps and he scored, I think three touchdowns. He scored three, three touchdowns and they were all receiving. He's putting on this pace that it just, it just doesn't seem like you can sustain it's he's the backup to Mike Davis but Credell Patterson has been putting up all the touchdowns in the running back backfield but it wasn't even rushing touchdowns they were receiving touchdowns and he doesn't even play i think more than half the snaps and he's still doing this it's it's fun to watch
0: i mean this is a guy who he's, he's a veteran his entire career has been gadget plays and you know kickoff and punt returns and that's been his specialty and who would have thought, who would have, you know, put it to the Falcons, especially this late in his career, for him to put up these numbers and do this as a running back. And he's also receiving this much too and getting these touchdowns and everything. I mean, it's absolutely, uh, it's very impressive. But um...
1: I mean, I'm, ha- I'm having a blast with it. Uh, Mike Davis kind of saved his fantasy owners there with that touchdown later in the game, but you're looking at it. And how do you rush 13 times and only have 14 yards?
0: <laughs> i have no
1: idea that's, that's like, it, it just looks bad i mean the the touchdown saves a stat, saves his stat sheet if he didn't have that touchdown you or i would have been here and and it wasn't even a rushing touchdown either it was a receiving touchdown but if he didn't even have that re, that receiving touchdown you and i would have been on here just making fun of the entire thing that touchdown really just saved him
0: yeah, to be fair, the, the Washington's defense has been terrible, but the run defense hasn't been you know, horrible. Um, and, Chris, this, this the end of this game here, I mean, I guess you could say the Falcons blew it again because they were up 30-22 to 22 and 30-28. to 28, And then on fourth down, Taylor Heineke just kind of lofts it up to the right side to uh, J.D. McKissick. And then he just goes on a full-on sprint for about 30 yards and leaps over three guys right into the end zone of – one of the best plays of the season so far. And I really didn't expect it coming out of this game that it would have so many uh, classic plays and uh, a great ending. So props to the football team for, you know, getting themselves to two and two, especially when the Cowboys look like they might be running away with this. And, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke, I don't think he gets enough recognition, 290 yards and three touchdowns, uh, only 10 incompletions. I, I thought he looked really good. And, uh, you know, Washington, something something to look out for
1: Yeah, the one thing really quick, this Washington defense has not looked like the same defense it has last year. And I think that also has to do very much with Chase Young. He is sackless on the season. I don't think any of if you told me through four weeks Chase Young would not have a sack, I would have called you crazy. After that rookie campaign, he put on he put on just a monstrous performance. It it was a clinic out there for him. Getting the quarterback week in a week out. When you come here through four weeks and he just can't get any pressure. I think he's going to get a sack one of these weeks, and I think it could potentially help this defense get going. But the thing is, this Washington defense, the reason I was so high on them, not the Washington the team, was because of their defense, and that's been their weakness this year. This defense does not look the same. It's done a, it's done a 180. So this defense needs to clean it up. Uh, I don't see it getting back to the level it was at last year, but if they can – Get some of that mojo back on the defensive side. This football team will be super competitive, but if that defense isn't, if that defense can't get going, it it could be a long year. I know they're two and two. They have a lot of winnable games in their schedule. As long as Heineke can play consistent, not turn the ball over, and the defense can play above average, I think they can have a, a pretty good year.
0: I know and I was the one who said that I like everything but their quarterback and right now Taylor Heineke is the one who's stringing everything together and keeping them in and totally has been overlooked and uh, yeah, just a weird season for them so far so definitely keep an eye out on um, how they do.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one of my favorite teams to watch throughout the progression of the year. All right, Sam, I think we can move pretty quickly to this next game. Bill's Texans. Bill's win 40 to nothing. Um, Josh Allen has a good game. But Stephon Diggs did have over 100 yards. He just didn't have a touchdown. We're still waiting for that Diggs 150-yard game with two touchdowns. It's coming. It is coming really soon, I think. Dawson Knox had two touchdowns. Uh, The Texans, Davis Mills, 87 yards. And uh, yeah, it's really about it.
0: I just want to give a really quick recognition to my boy, Dawson Knox. Uh, I traded away Gronk this week and picked him up, and he got me two touchdowns, 20 fantasy points. So I love you, and uh, keep doing it. But, yeah, Texans suck. Davis Mills, four picks. Not surprised. And uh, Bill's second shutout of the year in four weeks. Pretty
1: impressive. Yep. All right. Let's start moving through these games pretty quick here. All right. Giants, Saints. Um, this Saints team – not looking like the saints team we saw from week one to the giants in overtime saquon barkley slowly started to come back to the saquon that we're used to seeing daniel jones he hasn't looked bad he's been looking pretty good uh they got kenny galladay more involved they got kadarius tony more involved um john ross with his his second game off the ir looking good it was just a solid all around offensive game for the giants and they upset the saints.
0: I mean, the giants, they, they made a great comeback in this game. They were down 21 to 10 voice crack. And, uh, you know, they put up a touchdown got the two point and then they also tied it up at the end of the game. And then they had, they won the coin toss. And I am pretty sure giants fans usually wouldn't be too confident in scoring right away in overtime, but they marched right down the field. Safe one got the winning touchdown and, uh, they really took this from the uh, Saints' home opener here, and uh, tough for the Saints. They've been super inconsistent so far this year. Uh, I'm just gonna expect them to be up and down every week, and just end up end up maybe like nine and eight, eight and nine at this point. But um, yeah, they de- they definitely want Michael Thomas back. You can tell, and uh, but Daniel yeah. Jones, 28 completions over 400 yards, two touchdowns. That's very impressive. I'm glad to see he's actually showing out this year. And uh Kenny Galladay as well with 116 yards. He's finally getting his touches. Kadarius Tony just came back from uh from injury and he got six catches, 78 yards. So I think the Giants, you know, they were their last two games, they lost by uh one or maybe two. The Washington game, I think they lost by one or two, and then they lost by a game-winning field goal last week. So they could very easily be two and two, three and one. And uh, I think this is an important win for them to get their confidence back up. And uh, impressive by
1: the Giants. Yeah, one more thing, really quick, more so a fantasy type of thing. The Saints team needs to start utilizing Kamara out of the in yeah. the passing game more. I mean, they're not even using him. He's their best offensive weapon, and you're not even passing it the passing the ball to him. And as a fantasy owner of him, I'm selfishly saying this. you got to get him more involved. Um, he's playing well this year, but he needs that pat he needs that receiving upside to really hit his true potential. As I took him third overall in my league, and he's he's doing fine. He's just not living up to what I would expect coming out of an Alvin Kamara this year with no Michael Thomas to start out the year. Jameis Winston, a gunslinger who you knew was gonna throw the ball a lot. I just expected I expected a lot more passing work for him. I think he's on pace for 40 receptions this year, which for Alvin Kamara saying he's only gonna get 40 catches, that is very unlike him.
0: Yeah, very very weird start to the season. But um good for the Giants, both New York teams get their first win this week and uh but Chris, we'll move on. Uh I guess I'll give my thoughts first. It's the Chiefs game. The Chiefs came out on top. Thank God. 42 to 30. I'll start with the defensive side of the ball. I'll start with the negative just get it out of the way. Um holy shit our defense sucks. It's it's worse than 2018. I've been saying this last couple weeks already. We, I think we're last in getting to the quarterback as a pass rush. I think we're dead last in run defense as well. Uh, Pretty much our only bright spot, like I've been saying, is Tyron Matthew. And even he didn't look too good in this game. The fact that we gave up 387 passing yards to the Eagles. And Chris, we let the 2021 Eagles not punt once in this game. There were zero punts in this game. One of like. I think less than 10 games of all time that there's been zero punts Uh, good for the chiefs offense but damn. I mean, the fact that we give up 30 points, you know, we're lucky we didn't make any mistakes on offense and we scored six out of seven of our our drives, but um, you know, I gotta be happy. We at least got the win. This is exactly what we needed. If we went into, you know, play Buffalo next week at one and three, our season's completely over. So. Good thing, at least you know Mahomes probably the most quiet five touchdown performance I've ever seen. Um, probably because most of his passes at this point are always just underhand shovels. But um, you know, I'm still happy to see that uh, he was doing good. Hill came back 186 yards, three touchdowns on 11 catches. I mean, that's exactly what you needed out of him the last you know from the last two weeks. Kelsey had a quiet game, and that's fine. Um, he doesn't have many. Clyde Edwards-Elrington, I think he's finally starting to earn back. a a little bit of more respect. This is the second consecutive 100 yard game with a touchdown. Um, and he was dead. Our offensive line, Chris, uh, absolutely looks great so far, at least in the run blocking. I mean, rookies like Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey are just tearing up defensive lines right now in the run blocking. So I'm very excited that our offensive line has done good. But um, yeah, still the main concern, especially going into this game against Buffalo. Defense, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we had some injuries. Frank Clark was out. Ward was out. Uh, Willie Gay. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, I'm, you know, I'm still happy. Andy Reid got his 100th win with the Chiefs in Philly. So good storyline there. And, uh, you know, now we just got to we just got to, you know, man up for this next game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give my thoughts here pretty quickly. Uh, Chiefs go to a game, win against a team that they should win. They put up points. Their defense looks atrocious, but. <laughs> you know, I was never too high in this defense to start at the year. I know you were, but it's looking pretty shitty this year. One of the worst defenses in the league. Them and the tight, them Titans, the Eagles. All have not. Yeah, the Chiefs, Titans, and Eagles. I think are what Washington. the three worst defenses. Washington's another one. That's. I think those are the top. All those teams are in the top five Seahawks, worst defense. Seahawks, yeah. Seahawks another bad defense. There's a lot of bad defenses this year. Yeah. I guess the Texans would also be up there as well, but Texans, I mean, are in a, they're in a different category, but uh, yeah. they, they did what they had to do. I really couldn't see them dropping another game and falling to, what would they be, one and three? I really couldn't see that happening. They won a game that they, they should win, and they have a, a stern task next week against uh, Josh Allen and the Bills.
0: Absolutely. And just one last thing. I mean, I can't express how disappointed I am in this defense. I really, I truly thought in the Mahomes era, this was going to be our best, uh, defensive roster so far, and they've been the worst so far. So I really hope something turns around at some point because we sure as hell aren't winning a playoff game with that defense. So, you know, we'll see what happens so early, but, uh, yeah, very, very disappointed.
1: All right. Um, Panthers-Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs had an insane game with defensively that helped this Cowboys team – not, not overcome, but helped them hold on to the win against the Panthers. 36-28, Dallas wins. Amari Cooper had an injury scare there in the beginning. Dalton Schultz looked good. This Cowboys offense is just clicking. and It's its insane. But Dak Prescott only had 22 passing attempts, and Four it's – it, it, I mean, yeah, the rushing game looked good, which is part of that as well. And also when you have two intercept, when when you pick off the opposing team two times, you're going to be having a shorter field. So that means more rushing attempts, less passing attempts. And that's exactly what happened. The Panthers, they put up a fight. They scored some late touchdowns to um, claw back into this one, but they just didn't have enough to overcome the deficit. They put them in, they put themselves in and, uh, DJ Moore looked really good. That's really about it. The Panthers, they're a fun team to watch. I'm really enjoying it. Sam Darnold looks really good with this team. And the Panthers, they just acquired Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots for a sixth round draft pick, which they pretty much finesse the Patriots. I mean, well, I wouldn't really say that, actually, because the Patriots, they were going to release him. That's what the report came out. Then it came out the Panthers ended up trading for him. And I think it's good after your rookie breaks his foot, you got to replenish that secondary and you get a player win healthy is one of the top defensive players in the game. So only for a sixth round pick acquiring him. We'll see if he comes back the same. And if he does, this Panthers team is going to benefit in a big way.
0: Yeah, the Panthers, uh, they, they were doing good in the first half. They had a one point lead going into the locker room. And then it's it's really just that third quarter. Where uh, they made a few mistakes and just couldn't stop the uh, Cowboys' offense. The Cowboys outscored them 20 to nothing in the third quarter, and that's where the game slipped away. And you know the Panthers tried to come back at the end, but they just couldn't. They couldn't get it done. And uh, yes, yeah, CD Lamb, that's a little concerning. He's injured. You know, Amari Cooper is a little shook up, but he did come back. And uh, the Cowboys, though three and one, I don't think anyone expected them to actually look this good, especially their defense. But um, props to them. And the Panthers, I'm not too worried about. You know, they just got to go more, like you said. Slot's good, and um, I, I just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out the Cowboys uh, as a Super Bowl contender right now. I know it's a bold prediction, but with the way their offense is playing, Dak Prescott, if Kyler Murray wasn't in the NFL, he would definitely be leading MVP uh, candidate race right now. Just saying. So, see what happens. Trayvon Diggs, absolutely got to give him his recognition. Five picks in four games so far, definitely the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. So uh, he's going to keep just absolutely balling out and uh, excited to see what the Cowboys do for the rest of the season. If they could really make a push here uh, with the division and see what they do in the playoffs, but, you know, can't look too far ahead, but they're definitely a fun team to watch.
1: Uh, I definitely agree. It's fun watching them play offensively.
0: And, and Christian McCaffrey uh, sneakily, there's a good chance he's going to play next week already. So good for that. Good for the Panthers.
1: That'd be a huge if they get him back. He returned the practice today, so against the either who are they playing, the Eagles.
0: Yeah, and he's projected yeah, he's, points in fantasy right now, which means he is he's projected to play.
1: Yeah, I mean he practiced. Um, That's a good sign for them. We'll see. They might be a little cautious with him just because they know how how injury prone he's been the last few years. So I wouldn't be so. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they held him out this week just to just out of precaution. Yeah. Especially with your, the the best player on your team. It's early in the season. Don't want to risk re-injuring yourself and then being out for even longer, but we'll see what happens. Um, Moving on. We have the 49ers and Seahawks and the player that did get injured, Jimmy Garoppolo with a calf injury. Seahawks win 28, 21, but uh, I feel like talking about more. So it's, this could be the beginning of the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. Garoppolo gets hurt with a calf injury. Lance will be starting for the, up until Garoppolo gets back. But I, if Lance looks good, I don't think Shanahan is going to have a problem with saying here, you're the starter for the rest of the season. They drafted this guy for a reason because they feel that he will take over and quarterback this franchise for the foreseeable future. And this could be the perfect segue spot for him.
0: Yeah, I like Lance. He uh, definitely showed a few sparks here and there. It was it was a very up and down performance from him, but you got to give him the credit. Came in uh, you know, midway through the game, still put up 157 yards and two touchdowns, had a few nice runs as well. You know, got him within 7 towards the end, but um yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, this 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 could be the end. We'll see. But um the 49ers Let's talk about Debo Samuel because holy shit, he's good. Uh, eight catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. He is a top five wide receiver right now, I'll say it. Um, I think everyone thought Brandon Ayuk was gonna come out and be the guy. And Samuel just swooped in. He's been really, really impressive this year. So if there's if there's gonna be one guy that Trey Lance relies on, it's gonna be him. It's not it's not even gonna be Kittle. Kittle's kind of been dealing with the you know, a few injuries, but um
1: he's he's yeah, been a little bit. Kittle's been super quiet this year. I feel like we're all just waiting for him to have something like Diggs to have one of those explosion games when he has over 100 yards and a pair of touchdowns, but we'll see what happens. Like now we got to see who is Trey Lance over these next few weeks going to really be emphasizing on. What are the 49ers are, are going to do? Are they going to have a conservative game plan for him? Are they going to let him just be able to do whatever the hell he wants? Is he going to be favoring the tight end? Like who's who What's what, what's he going to do? This is what we're going to have to see. I'm, I'm I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, me too. And for the Seahawks, they they I don't know I don't know what to make the Seahawks. They're always just weird and unpredictable. You know, Russell Wilson will always come out and make his you know his great plays, like he did this week. That one touchdown where he got you know duped in the backfield, spun around, and then just lofted a nice one to the corner and got a touchdown. But um, yeah, Seattle's just all over the place. I don't trust them to win more than one playoff game at this rate. So they're lucky they got this win, kind of relied on Garoppolo getting injured because they were not doing well in the first half uh, whatsoever. And then they kind of just marched back, took control on offense. And uh, overall, kind of a kind of a weird game. I think both teams would put it past them and just be like, you know, let's get out of here. We're both two and two. Let's move on. But, um, yeah, I, that's all I really have to say about this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I know Chris Carson has a neck injury, which he could be out for tonight's game against the Rams. But um, we'll see what happens. Seahawks are one of those teams that <clears throat> Russell Wilson could come out, have a streak, and Russell Wilson could get his name thrown back to the MVP conversation for a little bit. But this defense is so bad. The offense is it's consistent. And you're going to have either Tyler Lockett week when he goes off or DK Metcalf week but this week was one of those when neither one when one player really didn't particularly go off it was kind of just a quiet game all around yeah, you, you, look the, cool. you look at the look at you look at the box score no one had over 100 yards uh, receiving russell wilson had under 150 yards passing 149 yards and two touchdowns it was just one of those weird quiet seahawks weeks but um it's going to be interesting to see cuz the seahawks team is definitely nothing close to the legion of boom era that, that's way behind them so it's kind of a new new day in seattle i don't i don't know i found russell wilson i know he had that dispute with them people thought oh he could be wanting out and they kind of resolved it but i don't know it's not looking too good so far in seattle i know they got a win they're two and two it's still early but i'm really not sold on seattle
0: yeah, and uh, they never lost more than two times in a row to Russell Wilson, so they kept that streak alive. All right, Chris. Yep. Cardinals-Rams, people thought it was just going to be the game of the week, rightfully so, and the Cardinals-
1: It was not. Showing it out, was not that.
0: The only undefeated team left at 4-0, they beat the Rams 37-20 to on their home turf, and uh, this, game was, this game was pretty fun in the first two quarters, but then- I don't know what happened, but the Rams, they just they just couldn't keep up with this Cardinals offense. And damn, I mean, Kyler Murray right now, you know, it wasn't crazy, 268 yards and two touchdowns, but definitely in the MVP race, uh, probably. He's the leading the
1: MVP race NBA right now.
0: Right now, yeah, definitely. And uh, just on all facets, I mean, you know, Chase Edmonds, James Connor combined for 170 rushing yards and two touchdowns. AJ Connor has four touchdowns, touchdowns on
1: the year. I know he's, I he's mean, looked well he's looked well recently
0: I mean Kyle Murray doesn't even have to rely on Hopkins it, it's just this entire offense is going off now
1: no and I mean
0: great, and they're really scary really really scary And yeah, the Rams, I, I mean it's I'm not a... worried about them but you know they just slipped up here in a game that they they could have won
1: you know the Rams they got their loss out of the way um I guess a Cardinals team that is really shutting me up right now because of how good this team looks. I had a lot of question marks at the end of the year. They're four and zero. I never questioned the talent on the offensive side. I kind of just questioned the ability from the coach. And right now they're four and zero. Things look to be pretty peachy over there in Arizona. But I remember I I like this receiving core. They have Hopkins. They have A.J. Green, a veteran. They have Rondale Moore. Well, Hopkins is also a veteran as well, but. You have these two veterans who Asia Green was once a top receiver in the league and you have DeAndre Hopkins who is considered a top receiver in the league and you have this young guy, Rondell Moore, who he can be really good in the future. You have Christian Kirk, another guy who can always explode. So this team offensively is one that they can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Defensively, they've looked pretty good so far. They held the Rams in check. The Rams were just one of those sluggish games. Nothing that Cooper Cup didn't really show up. It was he kind of came back to Earth, which was good to see. Um, yeah,
0: um,
1: they kind of just came down to Earth. I think Robert Woods needs to get into the passing game more. I know he did have a touchdown, but Van Jefferson didn't. Like, didn't ta- and, uh, still a touchdown.
0: Yeah, the um, the Cardinals. I would say you know we had the Bucks last year. I think you had them at like nine and seven. I had them in like ten and six, and it was kind of the same thing with the Cardinals this year. And I think the Cardinals are becoming the new version of the Bucks right now. In that, you know, there were a lot of bandwagoners that were hyping up the Cardinals and saying, "Oh, this is the team to watch out." But then there was also a ton of people saying, ah, "Not, not yet, not yet. They have a good roster, but not yet." Just like the Bucks. But um, so far, I mean, they're looking like the leading you know, team out of the NFC now. I, th- I think the Bucks are going to get. Really, really good towards the end of the year, and probably probably go to the Super Bowl. But and, and the Rams, so it should be interesting.
1: But I right mean, now, I still think a- that the uh, the Bucks, Packers, and Rams are all going to be ahead of the Cardinals at the end of the year. Interesting, um, very interesting. Yeah, I, the Cardinals they they are going to lose some games. Obviously, I don't see them going undefeated this year. That's just not going to happen. They 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 will lose some games.
0: You know, honestly, I'm not too worried about the Rams. If Look, this division, every team is going to have about four to seven losses, and the majority of those losses for each team are going to come within the division. So, you know, take this – you know, it's good you lose to the Cardinals like this early on in the season rather than late when it matters for your division. Um, But, yeah, Cardinals still made a statement here, and uh, definitely a scary offense that has been hard to control,
1: so – it was, a, it was a huge win. Um, Rams, yeah. like you said, nothing, nothing, to, nothing to really worry about. They're going to be fine. They're going to bounce back. They're still a top team in the league.
0: Yeah. Um, but Chris, moving on to the next game, I'm going to just tell you straight out with Packers-Steelers, I honestly have really nothing to say about this game, so I'll just let you talk and then you can move on to the next game.
1: I really have nothing to say either. Um, There were no games that I was really interested in on Red Zone, to be honest. Fantasy. I had, I think, well, for my DraftKings teams, I had Najee Harris in a few lineups and I had Devontae Adams. They were both in my cash game lineup together. So with that, I was really only just watching this game and I was watching it and it was just painful to watch. It's. Fourth and five, and you throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage from the Steelers. Packers won 27-17. Steelers, this offense sucks. It's third and long. You're throwing two yard dump offs. It's you got to convert on a fourth down. You're throwing two yard dump offs. They like, they just can't throw the ball deep. Um, I don't think the Steelers are going to bench Ben. They have too much respect for the guy. I don't think it's how they want him to go out. They're going to everyone's saying get Cam this and that, but. Why would you do that? You're going to ride out the year with the guy. He's going to retire at the end of the season, and then we'll see what happens. But this offensive line is pitiful. Najee Harris, even with this terrible offensive line, is still showing promise. Like, I just, he he would be putting up crazy numbers if the offensive line was improved and if Ben wasn't throwing two yard passes every play. I think I just saw a stat. He's number one, and I think like broken tackles, something like that, which is which is crazy. I'll see if I can find that. But offensively, this team's a disaster. Uh, When your offense is this bad and you're punting every play, your defense can only hold up for so much longer. They have a few key players coming off. uh, They should be returning, coming off IR pretty soon. So we'll see how that helps. But this offense is pathetic. And honestly this Steelers team may not win more than seven games if this shit keeps on going on. It's it's really that bad. I didn't think the offense was going to be that bad headed into the year, and it's actually blown my expectations about how bad this offense is.
0: Yeah, honestly, just hold on to Harris, hold on to Johnson, and move on to next year. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things that You really just, especially the Pittsburgh Steelers, these last few seasons with A.B. Bell, it's not those days anymore, but you still remember they could drop 35 on you and a half if they really wanted to. And now it's, can they get more than two touchdowns in a game? (laughs) But uh, It's kind of crazy and actually kind of sad how it's happened, but, you know, we'll see what happens later on the year. I'm actually kind of interested to see what happens um this could be mike Tomlin's first ever losing season which would be insane but uh you know there's a first for everything
0: yep yeah. and uh robert Tunyon, packers uh you suck and you're a bust this year uh i totally regret picking good fans okay
1: he's, he's, so touch, he's so touched down the, he's so touchdown yeah, he's touchdown that's, that's all he is
0: All right, Chris. Uh, Everyone was wondering if the Broncos could actually play well against a good opponent. This proved eh, probably not. 23-7, to the Ravens come out on top. Uh, The only thing I really would say about this game is, you
1: know. The end of the game with how uh, pissed off. Did you see that? No. What are you talking about? Oh, it was the end of the game. The game was already over, um, and uh, the Ravens ended up running the ball.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah, yeah. Of yeah Vic, Vic Fangio was so pissed. He was swearing and yelling. And I think it was for like a record they needed. They needed like three more yards to have 100 total rushing yards, something like that. But he was livid at the end. I understand from his point of view why he would be mad. But at the same time, looking at it from the Ravens perspective, you're doing it for the record. So I understand both sides. Um, I'm more of the side when you should be showing better sportsmanship than that. But you know, I mean, the game was already over. It was one of those things that I, I see both sides. I'm not saying one side went right, one side went wrong. I think that's really the most interesting part of this game. No, nah, I didn't Steelers. think
0: it was that disrespectful, honestly. I'm totally on the side of the Ravens. Like, hey, you should have played better if you didn't want to be in that position at the end of the game. Uh, but that was, I think, their 45th consecutive game with 100 rushing yards, and that was the record they were trying to break. Or or the street they were keeping alive. That's
1: what it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Man, and then the Steelers and Broncos have to play each other next week. That's going to be pretty bad.
0: Snooze. I think the um, over-under
1: is like 40 and a half. It's terrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not surprised. But, Chris, uh, Marquise Brown uh, made a really, really good catch. Probably the catch of the week. Uh, after dropping a bunch against the Lions. So that definitely redeemed himself and uh, won some love from the Baltimore fans. So good for him there. But um, yeah, the Broncos, if you have Drew Locke under center, you're probably not going to win many games. And this proved it. So honestly, I didn't think the Broncos are going to win regardless. I said they were only going to put up eight points. So I was pretty close there. You know, I know know the Broncos pretty well as a Chiefs fan. So I, I knew they weren't too legit, especially without Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm not surprised.
1: All right, um, Buccaneers-Patriots probably, besides the Super Bowl, this will be the most hyped-up game of the season, I would assume. Brady's homecoming. Absolutely. Brady's homecoming to New England, making his return ever since he departed from there. All that history, that dynasty that they created. And it it was kind of what you would expect from this game. A rainy game, low scoring. It comes down to to the last play of the game. Um, Brady doesn't really go off Belichick holds him in check um, Mac Jones he, he, he looked good but it was one of those games it was at night it was rainy Uh, it was just everything you would expect from this game it was kind of just straight out of a movie in a way
0: for the first time ever and I'm honestly not surprised because it was against Belichick but Brady kind of looked shaky at the beginning like almost almost Rather too excited or even a little bit nervous, so it was, it was I, kind of I, interesting. It, to it
1: had that. to have been nervous. I mean, yeah, he he didn't come out into his normal uh, warm up. It, it was a lot of emotions for him. I mean, this is a team that took a chance with you. Uh, you get thrown into a game after you get thrown into a game unexpectedly, and you go there and you win six Super Bowls and you. Basically, not basically, and you show why you're the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah. And if people were and worried. Then, and, and, then you, and then you just leave and the reports come out. It was on bad terms, this and that. and I, I would have been nervous as hell.
0: Yeah. Uh, luckily, they uh, made up for it by having 24 minutes together in uh, Tom Brady's locker room. And that check at the end of the game. So uh, God knows what happened there. But um, back to the game. If people were worried about the Bucks' defense, uh, they give up negative one rushing yards to a Patriots team that is usually always pretty good on the ground. So there's that. Uh, you do have to give Mac Jones his credit though; definitely his best game of the year so far. And they were a 56-yard field goal away from winning the game, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, uh,
1: I don't agree with them going for it. Not going for it. Going for the field goal. It's wet. It's windy. I would have taken your shot and went with it. Uh, I, I understand why you would go for the field goal, but I felt you should have went for it on fourth down.
0: Yeah, it was, the, it was the safe move, and honestly, it was a very short fourth down. So, yeah, you probably should have gone for it, especially with Mac Jones doing pretty well already. But, you know, you can't put too much blame. They were still in a position to, uh, you know, have a chance to win there at, in a game that no one thought it was even going to be close. So props to the Patriots for keeping it close the entire game. Making the Bucks offense kind of come down to earth a little bit, and uh, the Bucks almost ended up two and two after this week, so that's something to look at. But um, I, I just I just yeah. couldn't
1: see it. Did the Bucks fall into two and two. It just seemed. Yeah.
0: Plus, you know, the storyline Brady—he's got to win against all thirty-two teams, and he finally did that. You know, he came in, and you know, Brady always comes out the winner at the end of the day because he's the goat, and he just, he just does Brady things. So, you know, he kind of had to go in there for the storyline and get the.
1: Who is it? Uh, Favre, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and now Tom Brady are the only four quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to beat all thirty-two teams, which is
0: I know, impressive. And when he walked out uh, to the field, there there's a few cheers, a few boos. It was it was pretty uh it was pretty uh pretty cool to see uh, him return. So even as a Patriots hater uh, and a Chiefs fan, it was still a, a great football
1: moment. So yeah, overall good game. You know what? I don't even care that the Patriots are 1-3. in three. You guys won six rings. You were so dominant for so long. I mean, the only people that actually care about that are the Patriots. I mean, come on. You they're you were fine. so dominant. It's okay. it's uncharted territory for a lot of them. A lot of them were, were born and they're Patriot fans, and they don't know what losing is like. True, true.
0: All right, Chris. Raiders, Chargers. Uh, the Chargers absolutely destroyed them in the first half. 21-zip, and then the Raiders kind of came back. You know, Derek Carr made a few nice throws at the end. You know, a couple touchdowns here and there. Darren Waller played nice. Hunter Refro had a really good game. He stopped a uh, fake punt by the Chargers. Uh, one yard short had a really nice tackle. But, um, yeah, Justin Herbert's the main part of this game right here with three touchdowns. Um, only
1: He's so good. He's yeah,
0: so good. he is – there's, there's just something to the way he throws that ball. It's such power. And it just looks so good. And as a Chiefs fan, I'm scared as hell as this guy. We got to play against him for the next decade plus. So, damn, as much as I hate the Chargers, I got to say I'm really impressed. You know, there's every single year there's hype around them. And I'm like, eh, just, just like Mahomes said about Herbert, you know, I said to myself, I'll believe it when I see it. And this year, they're kind of pulling the 2018 Chargers where they're back to being really good again. And I'm very nervous. And we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, the Raiders, they're doing Raiders things. They're obviously not going to go to the playoffs or whatever. But, uh, you know. Five and
1: two, uh, and they're going to finish eight and nine. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen to them. No,
0: Chris, the Chiefs play the Raiders in week 10. So they're going to go into that game at like six and three, or like five and four, and then they're going to lose to the Chiefs, and then they're just going to suck the rest of the season. That's what happens. As long as year.
1: they start, they need to start out five and two for my for my theory to be correct about this. <laughs> there you go. I need it to be five and two. Like it just needs to happen.
0: Oh, they play the Bears next week, so it's probably their fourth win right there. So you're getting there. All right. Um, oh man. Nothing really else besides that. Just everyone on offense pretty much showed out in this game. Besides Mike Williams, only one catch, but um. Damn, those Chargers uniforms. The best uniforms in the league with the powder blue and the yellow pants, in my opinion, definitely the best
1: I uniform. agree with that. I agree.
0: All right, Chris, time to move on. We'll do these quickly like we always do. Uh, we yeah, we five, need to do these rapid six. fire because right. this
1: game starts at 820. It's 401 la- right now. We got, well, gotta, Chris, you think this, was,
0: the, the game picks are going to take four hours?
1: <laughs> no, no, but I got to put it up. I have stuff I got to do for uh, some That's classes. Right.
0: That's right. We do have to put up the podcast before. So anyone yeah, who's listening I, to this, yeah we're time traveling. Uh, like six hours from now. Anyone who's listening to this, hello. We recorded this yeah, six hours ago. Or...
1: Yeah, I was in the library. I was studying for a midterm, and then you text me, and I'm like, I come back. I get all my stuff. I set up. So I got to do this. Probably take a shower, go back to the library, study, grab a snack, and then study some you. more.
0: Chris's every move.
1: I'm not going to have time to watch this game. I'll say that right now. So I'll watch the highlights of this.
0: All right, all right. Here we go. Rams, Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Uh, I know that's weird that I'm doing that. But I'm calling my shot right now. This is going to be the DK Metcalf game. He's going to have at least two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Russell Wilson's going to show out. It's going to be a defensive battle. I got 24 to 21 Seahawks. Um, Also look out for Daryl Henderson. I got him in fantasy. I'm definitely rooting for him tonight. I think he's going to have a good game as well.
1: All right, I am going to take the team who has DK Metcalf's dad on it, and I'm going to say the Rams are going to win. I think it's going to be 27-14. Hmm, to 14.
0: Actually, yeah, scratch that. I'm still picking the Seahawks, but I totally forgot about Jalen Ramsey versus DK Metcalf. All right, uh, switch Metcalf to Lockett. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jets-Falcons, <laughs> the London game that no one's going to be watching. I'm going to go ahead and pick – no, I'm gonna pick the Falcons. I almost just I'm going the with the
1: Falcons. I really don't
0: This is such a, this is such a you know a way for the Jets to come off a nice win and then just lose to the Falcons in London. So yeah. yeah All right. I'm, Patriots, I'm going with Texans. the Falcons on that one. Patriots. Yeah, honestly, if Tyron Taylor was under center, I would actually consider picking the Texans. But yeah, I gotta go with the Patriots. Oh wait, uh we gotta do score predictions. Jets, Falcons, I got Falcons, uh 28
1: 14. Calvin Ridley's not playing for the Falcons. I think Kyle Pitts gets his first career touchdown today. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Falcons are going to win 23 to 10.
0: And then Patriots, I have uh I'm going to go 20 22 22 to 6.
1: I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be 20 to 3
0: are so bad. All right. Lions-Vikings. I'm going to go ahead and pick Detroit Lions. Uh, I think they're going to upset Ooh. the Vikings here at home. Uh, I, I just I just see the Vikings having just a shit luck season right now. I'm going to go 35-31 you know, Lions.
1: I'm going to go with the Vikings are going to get the win. And I am going to say the Vikings will win what do I feel like saying? 30 I'm going to say it's going to be 31-17. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm calling It's going to be another BS ending where the Vikings could have won this game. All right. Uh, Eagles-Panthers. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles. I know I'm picking a lot of weird games this week. Um, I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win this <sighs> 34-27. to I think they're going to put up points.
1: You know, I think this game is going to be a, a fun game back and forth. I do think that the Panthers will win. I think they're going to torch this Eagles secondary. Um, I'm going to the Panthers are going to win. thirty. You know, I'm going to go 35-28. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely taking a risk this week. I think this is the week for you to catch up. I'm taking I'm taking big risks with these picks. Cause... Yeah,
1: I don't even I – was, I was asking you before the show. I don't even know what I – I know I'm losing to you by, like, a lot.
0: It's I've been pretty, pretty good the right first week, but this week I'm 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 confident, so I'm just gonna fuck, fuck it. I don't care. I'm gonna take risk, see what happens. All right, Saints Washington. I think the Saints are just gonna keep being up and down, up and down, up and down. So I'll give them the win this week. Uh, Twenty to sixteen. I don't
1: know. You know, it's funny because I also think that the uh, I was gonna say the Saints are gonna win as well. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, what, what 21 to – I'm going to say it's going to be a close one. 21 to 17, and I think Washington will have a pick six. Okay. Yeah. And I can see
0: that. Um, I, I can see Chase Young uh, strip fumbling, strip sacking James Winston. All
1: right. Uh, I, I, think, I think Chase Young, is, yeah, Chase Young is going to get his first sack, and the Washington will also have a pick six. That's, those are my two picks
0: all right titans jags i got the titans winning i think it's gonna be 30 30 to 20 if the
1: uh if the titans don't win this game i'm gonna be shocked i think the titans also win this game i think it is 32
0: to 25 okay i can see that um, Dolphins, Bucks. Bucks got this in the bag. I'm going to go
1: 34-17. Yeah, Bucks are going to win against the against. play the Dolphins? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to only allow 10 rushing yards this entire game. I think that the Bucks are going to win. What do I think? Um, uh, 23-27.
0: All right. Uh, Packers, Bengals. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, I think they're going to win this pretty handily. And then the Bengals might come back at the end with a few touchdowns. I'm going to go uh, 28 20.
1: Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win too. I think Burrow is going to be playing from behind. He's going to have a positive game script as far as fantasy goes. I think he's going to have 300 yards and over 300 yards and three, t- three plus touchdowns this game, but I still think the Packers win. I think they went 42 to 28. I think this is a complete domination from the, from the Packers, but it's going to be a high scoring game. Okay.
0: Steelers Broncos, Chris, who do you got? All
1: uh, right. As much as, as much as I've been shitting on my Pittsburgh Steelers this year, I do think they win there's no way they lose against drew lock. Um, There was some weird statistic that after a Marvel movie gets released, I think Venom got released or something like that. I don't even know. Um, That Ben Roethlisberger is two and zero. So weird stat. Who keeps? I don't even know. It said. It like after like a Marvel something movie, um, they are two and and zero. Yeah, it's like like what. So I'm gonna say they're gonna move to three and zero. I don't even know. I think. I think it's gonna be. 13-6 13-6 Pittsburgh Steelers are going
0: to win? <laughs> <laughs> I actually do have the Steelers winning, surprisingly, as well. Um, it, do, it also helps that I really want the Broncos to lose because if the Chiefs lose against the Bills and the Broncos win, uh, that's not good. So I'm going to go 17-14 on a Chris Boswell game-winning goal in the final seconds. Uh, bears, I can't believe Raiders,
1: I said 13-6. That's such a bad game.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go bears uh, I'm going to go Raiders against the Bears here. I think the Raiders are actually going to get down early in this this game and then make a comeback. Uh, I got them winning 24 20.
1: I think, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to win this one as well. I think it's going to be. Do I want to go for like a really weird score here? Sure. Say 24 18. Okay. Okay.
0: Interesting. All right, and then Browns Chargers. This is going to be a good game. Um, shit. Who wins this game? I'm going to go. Th- I'm going to. Uh, I know I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm going to go with Chargers. Now, this is a game that the Chargers blow and lose at the end of the day. But I don't know. I don't know. Justin Herbert versus Baker Mayfield. I'll pick. Mer- I'll pick Herbert. Um, it's going to be.
1: 23 to 17. Yeah. I'm also going to go with the chargers here. I know Baker Mayfield has a partially torn labrum uh, in his, was it the, in his left left shoulder? The one he, 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 that. he got hurt, that uh, was hurt a couple weeks ago, uh, most likely going to have surgery in the off season. That's just me guessing uh, the Browns say he doesn't need surgery right away. But I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Not because of that. I just think the Chargers are the are the better team. And I think they're going to win 37 to 29.
0: Okay. And then Giants-Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. This will be an absolute routing. I got them winning 30, 35 to 13. No, no, no. I'll give them a garbage touchdown. 35 to 20. Third 20 Cowboys
1: winner. Oh, man, I'm like really torn on this one. You know what? Just because.
0: Don't Chris. The Giants I'm always gonna... let they always let you down. They, you know, they do. You got to pick the Cowboys. All right,
1: you, you, you know what? How, how does this sound? I'll take Dallas, but gi- the, the Giants will cover the spread.
0: What's the spread?
1: It's six and a half. The spread.
0: All right, so what's the score then?
1: I'm gonna go with. Oh man, It's gonna be a. Let's say it's gonna be. Let's say 35-33.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't think the Giants put up thirty-three on the Cowboys, dude. But all right. Um, Cardinals numbers.
1: This 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 division is a weird division. It is. Did D- D- Daniel Jones? He hasn't been playing like terrible. He's been, he's been he's been putting up he's been putting up numbers this year. He's been playing. Mm-hmm. He's been playing better than in years past. I'll say he's playing like insane. He's not
0: playing
1: playing completely terrible. I, I don't think this Dallas defense is as good as people are hyping it up to be. I do think that Trayvon Diggs is playing out of his mind. I think he's bound to cool down. And when he does, I think this Dallas D will start getting exposed again.
0: We'll see. All right. 49ers, Cardinals if Jimmy Garoppolo was there I think I would pick the 49ers just because I feel like the Cardinals have to lose sooner than later but obviously they're, they're not, not losing the Card- us. I'm, yeah I'm going to pick the Cardinals to be 5 and 0 and I'm going to say it's a uh, 30 30 33 to 33 to 14
1: honestly I'm going to say 26 14 for the Cardinals I really don't think that Garoppolo I mean not Garoppolo I really don't think Trey Lance is going to be able to do as well as some, some might think this game. uh, It's his first game with the whole week of prep. Uh, I'm curious to see what his game plan is. Is it more so conservative or are they going to let him sling the rock? And you're going up against, you're going up against the hottest team in football right now.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. All right. And then Bill's chiefs. uh, I am going to pick the bills to win this game. Uh, I, I, I really honestly, I hate saying it and I, Hope to God I'm wrong. But uh no, you know, why am I picking the Bills? Obviously the Chiefs winning is more important than the than the the score predictions. I, I don't know. I'm torn. <sighs> I just don't I just don't see the Chiefs giving up less than 35 points to this team. I don't. So you know, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bills and I, I'm just gonna hope I'm wrong. That's it. Cause that's what that, I gotta go with my gut. That's what I actually truly think is gonna happen. What I want to happen is different, but what I genuinely Logically, think going to happen. I think the Bills are going to win. I think they're going to win forty-five to thirty-five. It's going to be a very cheap surround. You know what? Game.
1: You know, you're, you're telling me to go with my gut, so I'm not picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Giants to win, and I'm, picking, <laughs> I, I, I'm literally picking
0: it. That's like, such Jesus. a horrible comparison to the Bills-Chiefs game. I know like, it is. Like, I'm but, picking but my, a reasonable my pick in the Bills, and you're going the Cow-
1: You're going with the Giants. No. No, you Fine. want to hear why? Because, because screw Dallas, screw Dallas, and and you know what? Screw you for taking the Bills because I was going to take the Bills. I know. That screw way, the I'm... Chargers,
0: I'm screw the Chargers and the Raiders, but I'm still picking them.
1: <laughs> oh man, I was going to take the Bills too to win, but now I feel like I have screw to. Screw the Patriots, this but I got to take them against uh, the Texans. You know. You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm taking a tie. I'm taking a tie. No. Um, Chris,
0: if you get a tie, I'll give you two extra wins to your wins. Could you
1: imagine? Oh, could you imagine that game with the Jets t- I can a tie? It. I, I could
0: see a tie.
1: I this game the is have a tie in our
0: record predictions this year. I predicted them to go <laughs> 8 and 1. But I also <laughs> said they were going to tie with the Washington football team. Right,
1: you know what? Um, Just pick the Giants. It's fine. No, I already have the Giants. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay. thinking about I'm thinking about Bills, Kansas City. That'll make
0: up for my Lions pick.
1: You know what? I think the Chiefs are going to. Wait, I don't know. I'm like split. I want to. You know what? I'm not even going to split this game. With, you know, what? I'm like all over the place now. It's
0: it's. Can you see the Chiefs being two and three? That's all. No. So pick the Chiefs. Chris, we got to move this along here. you got to pick something you know,
1: right now. This is like a 10-hour episode. Uh, you know what's great? I'm going to do the Chiefs just for the split game.
0: Okay. And then finally, Colts-Ravens. Uh, the Colts are going to get their ass kicked. It's going to be 37-17. to Ravens.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Ravens are going to win. I, I think it's going to be... Uh, 25
0: to 14 all right sounds good uh but chris not really any more closing remarks we really got to get this done here and get this you know episode uploaded for you guys so thank you so much for listening we'll see you back for the week five recap and week six preview it's been a fun week and uh yeah thanks you guys for listening we'll see you later all right later guys